I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding, and welcome back to another episode of Animation and Beyond. Yes, and on this episode, we're talking about a childhood cartoon we remember, which ended like last year, but was a long-running show called Arthur. That's right. Childhood show it is. I think Ezra and I were both in our youth when this show was in its prime, though I didn't realize that it ran for so long after we were children, Ezra. Yeah. Ending in 2022 after 25 seasons, Arthur was a wildly popular and successful children's show. It was loved by many for a lot of different reasons that we'll get into later in the episode. Yes. Before we talk about Arthur, though, we're going to talk about Arthur's theme song in a song feature. Yes. Believe in Yourself by Ziggy Marley. Yes, Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers, and in case you're wondering, yes, Ziggy Marley is Bob Marley's brother. And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day, if you can learn to work and play, and get along with each other. You've got to listen to your heart, listen to the beat, listen to So Ziggy Marley's band, the Melody Makers, performed the song though it was actually written by Judy Henderson and Jerry DeVille Jr. So I don't believe Ziggy Marley actually wrote the song, but you can tell when it's sung in the intro theme that it's definitely Ziggy Marley singing. It's a reggae tune. It's got a great message. What are some of your favorite lyrics from the song, Ezra? And I say, hey... What a wonderful kind of day. It's a work, a work and play, and we belong with each other. It's a great, fun, upbeat song. Yeah, it is. And I think it has a message of friendship and being together. Yeah. What else stands out to you about this song, Ezra? I like the how it's a calypso kind of song. What do you mean by that? It's reggae, Jamaican-esque. Yeah, reggae, the genre that's associated with Jamaican music, but has expanded to include a lot of different cultural styles. Yeah. And we can't talk about the intro song without talking about the intro montage, which, in tune with the song, shows all of Arthur's friends and his family members all together singing together along in the song. It's really sweet. Yeah. What else happens in the intro montage, Ezra? It has Arthur with his friends and his family, and I like the funny part at the end. <laughs> hey, and then Arthur falls down and the letters fall. I like the ending of it. That's hilarious. It is. It's very sweet. And it introduces kind of the dynamics of Arthur and his sister, D.W. Yes, which we'll talk about these unique characters when we get to our feature presentation. That's right. But real quick. We should mention that this song was so liked that it was turned into a couple of other versions. So the Backstreet Boys, do you know who the Backstreet Boys are, Ezra? Yeah, they're a famous band. That's right. They covered the song and that version was aired for the ending credits of a TV special, Arthur, It's Only Rock and Roll. That was the name of the special. Hmm, I see. Which is pretty unique, because the Backstreet Boys are a huge deal, so it's impressive that they covered the song. And then also, I know that Chance the Rapper, do you know who that is? Yeah, he's a rapper. He is a rapper, it says in the name. <laughs> but Chance the Rapper, who's also very popular, 
kind of did a remix of the song. I think it's called Every Day, Arthur, the Arthur intro song or something like that. Yeah. And I listened to it. It was pretty good, honestly. It was a different yeah. a different vibe, but it was it was good and it it conveyed the same message. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about this opening song of the show, Ezra? I like how it features Arthur with his friends and family and also his dog, Pal. Yes. Everyone is included in the intro song, even Pal. Yeah. Great. Let's go ahead and get into our feature presentation so we can get talking about Arthur the show and the books. Yes, which I also remember when I was when I was younger too. <laughs> Yeah, so let's start with the books, Arthur. Ezra, what do you remember about the books? Written and illustrated by Mark Brown, the first book in the series was Arthur's Nose, first published in 1976. And Arthur looked very, very different from what he looks like now. How so? His nose looks a lot longer, and even though he's an aardvark, the way he looks today, he doesn't even look like an aardvark. That's true. I don't think you would ever know that Arthur was an aardvark just from seeing his face in the show. Yes, I know. And then the later books, his face got even smaller. So it morphed over time to look more like the TV version of Arthur? Yeah, like when they were doing the show. And yes, and then he looked like some sort of unspecific animal. Yeah, though I will say, Ezra, do you think that Arthur being an aardvark is significant? Like, does he ever do any aardvark type things i don't think so no he doesn't eat ants like an anteater like real aardvarks do he does things like a normal person like a human being yeah he's anthropomorphized right and so are all of the characters who if you look closely are all other animals but we just kind of ignore that and accept that they're all animals in this world because it doesn't it's not a very important detail in the books well yes like buster baxter who's arthur's best friend He's a bunny rabbit and mm -hmm. Alan the Brain Powers. Alan Powers, better known as the Brain, he's a bear. And Muffy and Francine, they're both monkeys. Exactly. Yeah, great examples. And so do all of those characters exist in the original books, Ezra? Yeah, they're all from the original books by Mark Brown. That's right. And my understanding is that Mark Brown created Arthur along with some of these other characters as initially bedtime stories to tell his children yeah i know and over time he wound up writing them down and turning them into graphic novels yes there were even some more advanced books of the arthur series despite the main books that were children's book series for younger readers interesting yeah and then eventually the series was adapted by pbs and mark brown served as an executive producer on the show yeah, I know. And it was first premiered on PBS in 1996. That's wild to me. 1996 is a long time ago. Which happens to be the same year I was born. That's right. And three years before I was born. Yes, October 7th, 1996 is when it first premiered. And I know some of the first few episodes were based on books from the series. It's very cool that they chose to use the books plots as the first few episodes before kind of continuing on making different plots for Arthur. I know, and then, like, there's even been some educational computer games featuring Arthur, which I remember playing it when I was younger. That's right. I remember that, too. I believe there's lots of games, and there's also an app now that's associated with PBS. Arthur's Big App? 
Yes, that's right. That's it. And then I know some of the, the early episodes were based on books from the series like Arthur's Tooth, Arthur's Eyes, Arthur's Valentine, Arthur's Christmas, Arthur's Chicken Pox, Arthur's Birthday, some of the... That's true. Though with time, as the series went on and on and on and on, it's 25 seasons long, some of the episodes of the TV show didn't even include Arthur in them. They became more about his friends and family. Instead of just about Arthur himself, like Arthur, the main character, Arthur Timothy Reed, who wears glasses and is the protagonist of the series. That's right. The namesake. Yes, I know his younger sister is D.W., Dora Winifred, or simply D.W. for short. Yes, and she's named after her grandmother, we find out. I know, yes, I know D.W. from the early in the series seemed kind of like loathsome and kind of unlikable, but later she was a more likable and helpful and supportive character. I agree. She definitely changes over time for the better. Yes, and now... As does Arthur's friendship with Francine. Yes, Francine, who was a bit hostile at times, yet she has a heart and still one of Arthur's good friends. Definitely. They grow closer with time, though she teases him initially. But later they become great friends. Yes. But his best friend is Buster Baxter, the bunny. He started his own spinoff show, Postcards from Buster. That's right, which makes sense because Buster was a really lovable character. He's funny, he's smart, he's clever and silly. Yes, and don't forget Alan Powers, better known as The Brain, who's really, who's comes up with great ideas, and he's one of Arthur's best friends. Yes, The Brain often has the trick to save the day. His name is Alan Powers, but he's nicknamed The Brain because he's really smart. That's right, and he often has the idea to save the day. And Binky, Binky Barnes, who's often intimidating and is kind of a bully, yet he does have a heart. That's true. And, you know, bullying does happen in this show. In fact, a lot of different real-life problems appear in Arthur. That's one of the reasons that I loved it so much. And I think one of the reasons that my parents really encouraged me to watch it. Do you think that's the case for you, Ezra? Yes. Yeah, they had good morals. Yeah. Are there any that you remember? Any stories? Yeah, like about telling, like telling the truth and sharing with one another. Yeah, and these issues are discussed amongst a cast of really different characters, honestly. Like, it's implied that Muffy comes from a really wealthy family. Yes, Muffy. I forgot to mention her. She's also one of Arthur's friends. And there's also Sue Ellen and Prunella, who are two of Arthur's other friends. That's right. And don't forget his teacher, Nigel Ratburn. Of course. And all of these characters have different backgrounds and different personalities and different problems and different hopes and desires. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But there were so many different characters in the show that the list goes on and on and on. Don't you think, Ezra? Yes, like the bionic bunny, the fictional superhero Buster's a big fan of. Yep. And Francine's imaginary friend. Yes. And... I know Arthur's parents, like Arthur's dad, David, and his mom, Reed, and his baby sister, Kate. That's right. And then we also, at different points, meet all of the parents of all of Arthur's friends. Yeah. As well as other adults throughout the series. Like Grandma Thora, Arthur's grandmother, and Grandpa Dave, Arthur's grandpa. Mm-hmm. We also see cameos from a bunch of famous people in Arthur. Yeah, I know. I remember. Yes. Do you remember any of the cameos, Ezra? I don't 
think so. Like, who who were they? Well, some of the celebrity guests were Fred Rogers, Art Garfunkel appeared as a singing moose, Yo-Yo Ma appeared, Taj Mahal, who's a famous singer, Matt Damon appeared, like I mentioned in the intro segment, the Backstreet Boys came, yeah. Neil Gaiman, who's a philosopher, appeared, Adina Menzel, who we love, of course, appeared. As Elsa and Frozen. Yes, she was in the show. Uh, and Mark Brown even appeared as himself. Yes. I know that in a later episode, it's revealed that Mr. Ratburn is revealed to be gay. That's true. Another example of how the show of Arthur addresses a lot of real life phenomena. Yes, I know. I know in 2006, Arthur got a computer animated direct-to-video film called Arthur's Missing Pal, when Arthur and his friends search for Pal, his dog, after he goes missing. Oh, interesting. Did you like that film? I guess it did, but it was computer animated, unlike the series. That's right. And you know, I really appreciated how even though Arthur's run lasted, what's that, 27 years? Mm -hmm. Even last year when Arthur finished up, the animation looked the same. I went and watched the last episode ever of Arthur, and it looked just like the show I remember. Nothing fancy, just plain old Arthur. Well, some of the outlines, there's little gaps, unlike the earlier episodes. I did not notice that, but I believe you, Ezra. Yeah, and Arthur has even had a cultural impact, and even in some adult animated shows such as Beavis and Butthead and uh, South Park. Those shows referenced Arthur within them? Yeah. How clever of them. Yeah. I know Arthur itself referenced a lot of other media including South Park and The Sopranos. Yes. I remember Arthur, even though it's a show that was made for younger kids, some of the, I remember some of the old episodes of that show were kind of scary. Like one of the first episodes when Arthur gets locked in the library. I thought that episode was kind of creepy. I agree. Any instance where someone's locked in a dark old place is going to be a little spooky. Yeah, I did find that. I did kind of scare me when I was younger. Understandable. Yeah. But ultimately, Arthur had a lot of really great messages and a lot of really memorable moments. And I remember from the earlier episodes, the sponsors, just like PBS kid shows have sponsors from like food brands and other companies and things like that, which I remember back when I was younger and they still, PBS kids still does now. Yes. And they're different from commercials because we never really got that many commercials on PBS kids. Well, yeah. One of the sponsors for Arthur, I remember was... Juicy Juice, as well as Post Alphabets. You have a good memory for that, Ezra. I don't know if I remember any sponsors. But I'm sure later they change them. I'm sure, too. Products change over time, for sure. Yeah. What do you remember about the segment that often was in the middle of Arthur episodes called Now a Word from Us Kids? It was great how it, some kids from, like, across the country would appear on the show who watch it. Yeah, it was a look into real-life classrooms where young kids would talk about the projects they were working on in school. And if I remember correctly, a lot of those classrooms existed in the Boston area, which is what the setting of Arthur is loosely based on. Yeah, I remember. How did that segment change in the later series? Had they replaced it or maybe stopped having it or maybe still had it, but differently. Definitely. Is there anything else you'd like to add about Arthur, Ezra? Such fun and quirky characters and great lessons and great humor. 
and great stories and how it also connects with society. Kind of like The Simpsons, but in a more kid-friendly way. That's a great connection, Ezra. I agree. It is like The Simpsons. But more kid-friendly. Of course. Arthur is a special show. It's special to me personally because it was one of the shows that I watched the most as a kid. And the characters were just lovable and they were real and they were friendly and engaging and the episodes were short like we've talked about. So it was great for young kids. It was a really well done show and I think that's why it ran for so, so, so long. It will be missed this year. Yeah, but from what I've read, it did find a new life online. Oh, good. So it did have a continuations, but on the internet. As many things do. Yeah. Great. All right. Well, shall we move into trivia? Yeah. We have a question to answer from two weeks ago from our last episode about Disney World. When you're walking out of the magic, out of the Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom, what character from a former attraction at the park has a statue at the Pet Cemetery? And the answer is... Mr. Toad. Mr. Toad from... Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, which got replaced by Winnie the Pooh. Oh, gotcha. Wow, I, I never would have guessed that. I did not know that. And the gravestone reads... Here lies Toad, sad but true. He was never as marketable as Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> wow, what a tribute. I know. Unfortunately, Winnie Pooh was a lot more popular than Mr. Toad ever was. Yeah, for sure. Now, for this week, our trivia question is going to be about Arthur. Mark Brown, the creator of the Arthur books and eventual producer of the show, had three kids whose names were often featured in Arthur. What were these kids' names? If you know the answer, let, let us know, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.